Clark Lee adding a former Vandy linebacker to bolster his staff. What a tremendous move. We're going to talk about it right here. Let's get it. You are Locked On Vandy, your daily podcast on the Vanderbilt Commodores, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Vandy Podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Corey Burton. Thanks for making Locked On Vandy your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube as a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. New customers, join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. Well, Clark Lee is building quite the staff on West End. He hired former uh, Vandy linebacker and and uh, I guess former now uh, Bama Director of Player Personnel or Assistant Director of Player Personnel, Harding Harper. Uh, Harper played at Vanderbilt uh, back in the James Franklin era, and uh, he's been kind of kicking around uh, a little bit. He was uh, at Alabama last year as assistant director of player personnel. He was at Houston the year before in the same role. He was at Colorado in 21 as a recruiting assistant. Uh, He coached at Lycoming College as a linebackers coach in 2020, the pandemic year, and he was a GA at Missouri 2019-2020 there right before uh right before COVID under uh still Barry Odom. So why why is this move such a great move? Like it, it, it's just you you're probably thinking, well it's an assistant director of player personnel, you know, kind of what what does this guy really know? Well, there's a lot of things A, you can soak up by being at Alabama even for just a year. Um he is uh he kind of he has the landscape as a GA and as a uh, off field role in scouting, he has a very good awareness of the layout of the SEC. And what this move does for Vanderbilt is that, A, it's saying, hey, we welcome former alumni. We're starting to kind of build that alumni base back up. And then, B, it, you know, he knows kind of the he knows the landscape at Vanderbilt having been a player he knows kind of what goes on at the university he knows what it takes to 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 be a student athlete there he knows just generally what it takes to be successful at Vanderbilt um and then he learned a lot under you know under Nick Saban at Alabama so he has a He's been in this role for two years at two different places, and he, I, I think, you know, when you work for a guy like Nick Saban, you learn what it takes to. Well, you you learn basically how to evaluate, and I, I would say learning at a place like Alabama would be a heck of a place to learn how to evaluate because, like, you're you know the great detail that it takes to evaluate prospects at a place like Alabama. I imagine is very, very vast because he's coming from the Bill Belichick coaching tree. I imagine that you're looking at these guys very, very sharply. So um, again, he's going to have a plan. I, I think I, the, the name of the recruiting game, part of it obviously is an IL, but I think if you have a guy like this in your director of scouting role, 
I think you can get an earlier bead on these recruits because these on-field coaches, yeah, they're going to have to identify prospects and identify them pretty quickly. But on the same on the same token, like they've got to pay attention to their current roster, the schemes, how to get those guys ready to play. You have a guy like this that's going to be on the forefront of identifying talent and getting out ahead of of all of this. It just gives you a little bit of advantage where you're going to need every bit of advantage you can get because you're Vanderbilt. You went to intend. You have a unique. You have a unique environment as of right now. You have a construction site as a stadium. You have an athletic department that's barely existent, and you don't have a ton of tradition. So you kind of have to get out. You, your main weapon is get out early. Get your staff swarming on these kids early. Lock down the mid state, and by by hiring a former linebacker that played at Vanderbilt, he can tell you on the forefront, "Hey, this is what it's like to play here. When this place is rocking, this is what it's like. I lived it, right?" And he can get these recruits excited. I think it's a phenomenal hire. I, I really do. I think Clark Lee is just continuing to to hit dinger after dinger here in, in the offseason. And you can say what you want. Oh, it's just New Mexico State coaches. Oh, it's just this guy. Oh, it's just that guy. He still went two and ten, yada, yada, yada. But there, I, I put out a show earlier. There is a lot of optimism around this program, right? The, the official visitors came in this weekend. We're going to talk about that here in just a second. But, you know, you, you get you get alumni back reinvigorated. Now there's a connection here. Now there's a reason for these guys to pay attention and hiring him as director of scouting. Now you've got a little bit of credibility to what you're building because Clark Lee obviously is alum. Uh, and, and then he is, uh, you know, he's just building that network. And th- this guy's, you know, he's now in the driver's seat. He was assistant in Alabama. He learned the ropes. He learned an evaluation system. It's a pretty good evaluation system, if you ask me, um, seeing what they've gotten. But he's going to have to refine that, make it his own, customize it to his experiences at Vanderbilt, and you're going to have to identify a whole new set of athletes um, because, obviously, you're not competing with Alabama for, for recruits. You're not competing with Georgia for recruits or Texas. Right. Let's just be honest with you. Let's just be honest about this thing. That's where Vanderbilt is right now. But can they get there? I don't know. With NIL, anything's possible. But you have to identify you have to identify traits in some of these unwanted guys that, hey, this guy is a per- like you're gonna have to identify fits. So you're gonna have to say, okay, you're gonna have to get with you're gonna have to get with Tim Beck and say, okay, what 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 fits your scheme? Like here's here's a few guys that I really like. Which one of these fits your scheme? And now you're the now you're kind of customizing your recruiting, and that's kind of that's got to kind of be what what's going on. And and Harding Harper knows knows he has to do that because he played here. That's just kind of what he lived. So uh, excited about this hire. Uh, couldn't be more excited for Harding Harper. Welcome to the staff. And I think this is I think this is a, another home run for Clark Lee. Clark Lee, you know, um, seek to learn, seek to understand. Now it's seek and destroy. He's starting to he's starting to get it now. I think, and hopefully we'll see the results. It's going to be a brutal schedule, and we'll talk more about that as, as we go. But uh, it, it is definitely going to 
he's definitely given himself the best chance he can. And so, uh, again, bravo. So, uh, speaking of scouting, speaking of recruiting, uh, they had official visitors this weekend, all weekend. Uh, did a show. We had we spotlighted one senior uh, on the defensive line that I thought was very, uh, very important to uh, to pull, and that is uh, Nikhil Jefferson from Tampa. He was in this weekend, and he, from all counts, he had a really, really good visit, really positive visit. Now, to recap the conversation there, uh, he was uh, a defensive tackle that we need badly at that position. And, you know, he has a really good first step. He's, you know, I, I think he's somebody that can develop into a rotational guy and maybe eventually a starter down the road, maybe not as a freshman. But um, his visit was like this. And this is, um, of course, uh, reported on by VandySports.com and our, our people there. But um, he had really good relationships between the players and coaches. He, he really liked that. Um, you know, Coach Black. And uh, the defensive lineman, especially, um, you know, the family environment. He spoke on about that. Um, you know, they they did typical things on official visit. Um, and the answer you're all looking for, if he's thinking about committing to Vandy, he says, quote, they're in heavy consideration. Going to talk to my parents and coaches. So, is he coming? Is Vandy going to get another defensive lineman? They certainly need one. They they need they need a difference maker. They need somebody that has some size that can move around, that can play nose, one technique, and even three technique at times. So um, he's somebody that's going to be uh, that's going to be there. Um, Javante Smith. Uh, they had uh, from Jackson. He's a 2026 athlete. He came. Um, he really likes uh, coach coach Alex Bailey. Um, he's going to be somebody that um, you know just stay on him. Down the road, I think he'll be somebody that's really, really good. Um, you know, uh, Brad Fitzgibbon, uh, he was in town. Uh, he's a – stop me if you've heard this one. Strong side defensive end. <laughs> edge guy. <laughs> like I said, Clark Lee is hammering the edge guys. Um, he's got he's got offers from Wisconsin and Kansas State. Also uh, had a pretty good visit. Uh, J- Javion Campbell, another – Edge guy from Kentucky, uh, from Frankfurt, and uh, he's a rising senior. Uh, he is also has offers from Notre Dame, West Virginia, Purdue, Cincinnati, Minnesota. So you hope that Vanderbilt made an impression on him. Which, from all pra- from all things that I'm seeing, looks like he had some fun on his visit. Which I mean, most of these guys have fun anyway. But um, that's what official visits do. So hopefully, it made an impression on him. Again, it's going to be all about. It's going to be all about the relationships. Uh, excuse me. Uh, Gainesville, Xavier Griffin, 2026 edge guy. Um, with he, he, him and Coach Hay uh, really kind of uh, built a good uh, rapport there. Um, you know, he, he's excited about the new facilities. They should be ready by the time he steps on campus. Um, you know, again, education is, a, education is going to be a big factor in a lot of these guys. Um, you know, especially if they're kind of on the on the cusp of like that major those major offers. Um, you know, again, he's got good length, quick twitch, um, quickness. He's a really good pass rusher. He has offers from Georgia, Kentucky, Tennessee, Florida State, Duke, Mississippi State, um, to among others. Um, and again, these are the things that help. They got him on campus right after they offered. So it's like, hey, 
we're on you. We really like you. We're going to make you feel at home so that you commit. Like that's the thing that, again, full circle here for this segment, hiring somebody like Harding Harper will do. It'll get them out front and get these guys so they're not forgotten. So anyway, um, but yeah, some more to come. Recruiting is going to be fun coming down the stretch. We got a couple more weeks now uh, until uh, original national signing day. So maybe Vandy will pull in a couple more uh, there and we'll see kind of, see kind of where they go. So um, when we come back, we're going to talk a little baseball. Uh, baseball opened up training uh, this past weekend, this past Friday, I should say. Uh, they had open scrimmages, open training sessions, and uh, there's quite the battle for the Sunday starter. We'll talk about that next. All right. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion. Drive and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to turn your car into the mvp and bring that and bring home that win keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply ebay guaranteed fit only available to u.s customers All right, welcome back. It is the Locked On Vandy Podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. Um, Corey Burton, thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. Uh, find us on social media at Locked On Vandy, X, and Instagram. Thank you to the everydayers. You guys make this all possible. Make sure you uh, tune into Locked On SEC right after this and listen to Chris Gordy uh, talk about all the happenings in and around the SEC. So, speaking of SEC, baseball season's in full swing. Everybody open up training camp. So, um, one of my favorite people that, uh, and I'm sure a lot of Vandy fans could agree, um, is Aria Gerson from, uh, from, from USA Today. Or from the Tennessean, I should say. They're owned by USA Today, I believe. Um, they, uh, she is her, in her relentless coverage on Vanderbilt baseball. It's, uh, it's awesome. And it's certainly appreciated. So um, one of the things that I'm looking forward to, and I think Vandy fans are looking forward to as well, is who's going to be that Sunday starter? Because I, I think they had a pretty good rotation a year ago, but it wasn't, it didn't quite hit some pizzazz there. Um, and I, I think a lot of it was due to, you know, there's some injuries there. There's some people banged up and some, some guys that didn't pitch as well or as consistently as necessary uh, in the bullpen. So, again, those things kind of rear – the bullpen especially rears its ugly head if, if you're having inconsistent innings and you're having trouble finding a plate or you're throwing hittable pitches up there. Um, that happens. And if one of your starters has a rough outing, it can throw your whole weekend off. Honestly, because you you get especially if your Friday starter goes goes haywire because it eats into your bullpen. So that's why you need your Sunday starter to be 
the most reliable because a lot of times that's the rubber match. A lot of times that is the hey, your bullpen's just been decimated by innings. You know, we need we need you to go seven plus, maybe even a complete game here. And I, I think Vanderbilt is trying to find this guy, and they, they, they a lot of guys threw a lot of innings, uh, but I think it's really going to honestly come down to three, maybe four, uh, maybe four uh, people, and some of these will end up being Friday and Saturday starters. You might have a closer in the mix there. You might have somebody in the midweek rotation as a midweek starter if if you believe that they have starting capabilities where they're midweek and, and barring injury, they might jump into the weekend rotation. But uh, Grayson Carter, Bryce Cunningham, who <laughs> is not getting Tommy John, it's actually uh, Ethan Robinson, um, the, the catcher, had uh, – he's a freshman. He had Tommy John, not Bryce Cunningham. I'm not sure where I saw Bryce Cunningham or – Thought I remembered it being Bryce Cunningham, but it's definitely Ethan Robinson. Um, so sorry to scare you guys, but um, Bryce Bryce Cunningham is is very much in the mix for the uh, Sunday starter role, if not a uh, general weekend spot. He's Tim Corbin's still trying to figure out all of his rotational stuff. Uh, Andrew du, uh, Dukanovich, Dukanich, Dukanich names um i'll just call him duke all right duke is also in the uh in the rotation uh colton you know uh as 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 we mentioned uh holton carter is also somebody uh that's in the mix and uh you know there's there's somebody there uh mcelvain again i i think mcelvain could also uh, I, I think he could be somebody that jumps into uh to the midweek as well so um, and then it's possible that Duke and McIlvain could be uh, weekend bullpen guys, maybe a midweek starter and throw some weekend innings somewhere. But um, it's going to be kind of interesting how all of this this plays out. Um, but I, I think uh, Cunningham is somebody that had some really good innings, had some really good uh, stuff, uh, you know, Carter Holton is uh, he had 33 pitches. Uh, he had two strikeouts. He had two innings pitched, um, no hits, no runs, a walk, a hit by pitch, and two strikeouts. I I think when you look at his stat line, it's kind of all over the place. Um, he's gonna need to kind of make that a little more consistent, like tr- quit walking people. Um, Devin Futrell, uh, you know, he had uh, four four strikes or 43 pitches in two and two-thirds innings. He gave up two hits, one run, one walk. He had four strikeouts. Um, they were swing and misses. Um, so it's, it's uh, well, you know, it, it's, it's going to be, like I said, down to the wire. Uh, but Cunningham has the most experience. He, is, uh, he started games on weekends as a fill-in starter since his freshman year. He was also a midweek guy. Um, he had a 6.43 ERA, which might as well be a – a two-something ERA in the major leagues um, because of the metal because of the ping, uh, but it didn't. He didn't appear in the regionals um, at either in either year that he's been on campus. Um, so maybe like control might be an issue or consistent innings might be an issue. So so stay tuned to that one. Uh, Grayson Carter, he was a midweek starter all last year. Um, he's he's had lots of opportunities, but walks have, have kind of plagued him a little bit. Um, and he has, but he has a really good fastball and a secondary pitch that 
um, he can uh, he can rely. Uh, Dukanich is uh, he's billed as a future Friday starter when he was the number one overall recruit in 2022. Um, he pitched just four games before missing with injury. Uh, his fall was consistent was inconsistent, um, but uh, he is uh, he is a he has a fastball that hits in the mid nineties. And uh, if he stays healthy, maybe not being injured will help. And maybe not recovering from being injured would help um, being in uh, the, the, uh, the rotation there. So um, when you look at uh, McIlvain, his stuff is, de- his stuff is described as electric. Um, you know, he's somebody that probably could have went in the draft. Uh, he was, um, you know, but he, he ended up on campus, so he's going to be he's going to be somebody to kind of watch out for. Could be a midweek starter, also could be a weekend bullpen guy. But Dukanich was fifteenth um, rated prospect out of high school. He would have been a first round, um, but he decided he wanted to come to Vanderbilt instead. Um, but he is uh, again, he, he's somebody that I I think Dukanich is definitely going to be a weekend guy. That's my prediction. But uh, where in the weekend? Is that that is up for debate? So um, it's it's good. It's going to come down to it. They're, they they may even go into the season a little bit. Some of these early non conference uh, series and slates to uh, to kind of determine where this rotation falls. You know, with baseball, pitching is always fluid. So, um, but uh, it's it's going to be one of those things where they just kind of kind of figure it out. But uh, I'm I'm excited about that. I think they've got. I think that I think Tim Corbin's got a really good problem on his hands, so to speak, is to to figure out how to how to get this uh, how to get this rotation down Friday, Saturday, Sunday starters. Who what to do with the midweek guys? You're probably going to need two really reliable midweek guys, especially early on, and then as the season goes, like you just kind of pick your pick your battle. You, you got to deal with injuries, of course, and see we'll see what kind of transpires there. But like you need a reliable bullpen. So some of these midweek starter guys are good in the bullpen down the stretch. Like they're just going to have to jump in and be bullpen guys. So who knows, but stay tuned to that. My prediction is Dukanich is going to be the Sunday starter. Um, that's my prediction. We'll see if that holds up. All right. But this is after the first weekend of, of training. So got a lot of baseball left, got a lot of, got a lot of innings, got a lot of pitches, a lot of scrimmages, a lot of things left before that's determined in set in stone. So that's my prediction. Let's see if I let's see if it holds up. So when we get back, we're going to talk about what happened this weekend at Memorial Gym. Stay tuned. All right, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Well, the Super Bowl it's locked in. It is a happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate that. From FanDuel, America's number one sports book. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is always about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets. All right. So I, I like, I, you know, when people say, what do you like about uh, Super Bowl Sunday? It's game, food, commercials, et cetera. I'm the et cetera guy. I like, like everything. Right. I like, there's got to be an option for all the above because, like, dips some good appetizers, the commercials are always great, and then, you know, having having betting on there is also there too. So um, FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a W or two or three. Not only can you bet on, on who will win the Super Bowl, who will win Super Bowl 58, 
Chiefs or Niners, but FanDuel also has bets for which players will score, how many points will be scored, and so many other weird and quirky props. So new customers join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if you if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. All right, welcome back. We're going to wrap this thing up here uh, with just a little bit of basketball talk. And it's not really even about the game. And what sucks for for Vanderbilt in basketball, and this is getting – it's going from bad to worse, unfortunately. And there's, and honestly, I wouldn't talk about it, but there's, there's a tremendous buzz about what's happening. And honestly, the end is near for Jerry Stackhouse because – the players, they played hard, man. Like, I, I can't fault them. They did everything they could. Uh, Dalton Connect went off in the second half. They didn't have many options. They didn't have many answers for him. Not many people do. He's a good player, and he's going to do that to you. So I don't fault the players. I, I, if you look at just the game itself, you isolate everything else. I think the game itself was exciting back and forth. It, it, it was a good game. It's what you want in college basketball. It's what you want to watch. It was, it was back and forth, and then Tennessee kind of took over down the stretch. But that's not the story here, right? Because the story is Vanderbilt is still winless in the conference, okay? You're starting to lose the fan base if you haven't already. Um, you have lost the gym now, right? As you see, Memorial Gym was a sea of orange, which – Never happens in basketball. It always happens in football. Never happens in basketball. It happened. And it was like it's something you should you should look at and say, what what what, what are we doing here? Right? And and it's gotta it's gotta signify that you know Stackhouse has lost the you know, if Vandy fans are willing to give up their tickets to Tennessee fans of all people, like I I have a hard time believing that like there's a whole lot of faith in Jerry Stackhouse. I mean, there's some things and and it's the, and, and again, it's the same problems that keep sprouting. Can't shoot, go on massive cold streaks, take bad shots, turn the ball over, yada yada yada. It's the same stuff. You get a you get a really bad technical um, and an inopportune time that kills momentum. You know, you start to you start to finally have something, and then it's just a weird sub pattern or just something. And and I, I I think people. I mean, obviously, people are tired of it. You had fans there in paper sacks. Like it's not good. And I hate to like I hate to be negative guy here, but it, it's it, it's the facts. And I'm sure Jerry Stackhouse is a great dude. I'm sure he's a. I'm sure he has a really good basketball mind, but it's just not working out here. And like, there's things that you have to do at Vandy that maybe you don't have to do at a lot of other places, especially in the NBA, or especially in pro basketball, where he was in the G League, I think. So, um, you know, I, I think it'd be a good. I think it'd be a great time for uh, Kansas Story Lee to hit reset on this. It'd be a great time for Jerry, for Jerry Stackhouse to hit reset on this, which I, you know, pride and ego and all that stuff is probably not going to allow him to 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 realize that it's just not working. But I, I think 
you just there's something that has to be done. There's there's some way you have to like realize that you know you're 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 regressing. And if you go winless in football and basketball, that ain't good, folks. Like <laughs> you ain't gonna get many people in Memorial, or you're not gonna get any any people in in, in Dudley. Like you're not gonna you're not gonna get it now. Clark Lee is doing something about it. He's hiring really good people around him. He's making sure that he's giving himself the best opportunity, whether that works or not. You have to applaud that he is doing all the right things. He's hitting the portal hard now. He's hiring directors of scouting to help recruiting. He's hiring. He had a really good offensive coordinator and allowed him to bring his people and and build his staff. He's got a really good head coach consultant. He's got some good defensive guys to help him uh, carry the load as defensive coordinator. He's taken over defensive play calling. He's done all the things that you need to do to give yourself a chance. Now, it's a brutal schedule, and you're still kind of outmanned roster-wise, but you give yourself a chance. And that's really kind of all you can ask for. And if he gives himself a chance and it still goes two and ten, well, he went out, he went out swinging, and it just didn't work out. It just wasn't meant to be, and that's okay. You have to like his effort. He's not just sitting by and doing what he always does. He's more, he's way more active than he's ever been since he's been here, and you got to applaud that. Can't say the same about Jerry Stackhouse. It's it's just bad, and it just needs to change. And I, I don't know who that change is. I, I, I'm not, I'll be honest with you and say I'm not in tune to a lot of the coaches around college basketball. I wouldn't begin to know kind of where to search, but hopefully there's somebody in place that does know where to search and you can go find somebody. Find somebody in college, find somebody that can recruit, find somebody that can win um, with, you know, find somebody that can win with little. Like look in the tournament here and see, okay, there's a mid major team that's going to really, that's going to make a move. And um, if you can have a chance to get a mid-major coach that, you know, is a pretty good, is, is as good of a recruiter as he can be at the place that he's at, maybe that's, maybe that's the avenue you go. But something's got to change. Like Memorial Gym can't be oranged out. It just can't happen. You got to, you got to change that. I don't know how that, what that looks like. I don't know that you should fire a mid-year. I, I, I don't know, but it's got to change. It, it's got to change. And Vanderbilt is too good of a university to be bad at both football and basketball. They got got to be good at one of them. Hopefully football, but got to be good at one of them. So anyway, that's my rant. And I'm sure, I I don't know. I, I don't know what's going to happen with basketball down the stretch, but we'll find out. We'll play it by ear. Uh, they've got a midweek game at some point, and we'll, we'll talk about it, and uh, we'll see kind of where it goes. But uh, anyway... That's going to do it for us. I'm at the. I'm. I'm already in overtime again. I, I. I keep going into overtime. I get in these rants, man. It's just crazy. But anyway, find us on social media at Locked On Vandy uh, on X and Instagram. Thank you to the Everydayers for making all this possible. Uh, Justin Angel and his dad. Appreciate you guys for listening. Kurt Page. Appreciate you for listening. Um, all my guys. Uh, appreciate you. Uh, for uh, for listening. I'm gonna keep, keep giving you guys sh- uh, shouts out. Um. Here's to an explosive defense in football, and uh, we're going to get out of here. But until then, we'll see you back here tomorrow. Hope your week is off to a good start. Anchor down.